This podcast contains strong language and adult themes. Date Night China explores life and love for better relationships in China. Every week, we hear from different guests and dive into dating, relationships, mental health, and how both expats and Chinese people connect with each other here in China. Join the Date Night community through our podcast and events in Beijing and Shanghai, and catch up on all the latest stories on our official WeChat account. Find our account on WeChat by searching Date Night China. No spaces, no capital letters. You can also join our WeChat group by adding Rachel, me, on WeChat. You can search Rachel Weiss twenty two, R A C H E L W E I S S twenty two. And now for this week's episode. Back China daters. In this week's episode, we talk to Jocelyn Eichenberg, an American woman who is married to Jun, a Chinese national from Hangzhou. I'm so excited about this episode. Yes, you are. Jocelyn is somebody who's I've read her blog. I discussed this in the episode, but I've just like I've read her all over because she's such an experienced writer. She has so much to share about her experiences being married to a Chinese man,、um, and she's also just like been. All over the place, you guys. So Jocelyn Eichenberg is a writer and blogger. Her marriage to June, a Chinese national from Hangzhou, ultimately inspired her to blog on her site. Speaking of China, she has been interviewed by the BBC about her blog and cross-cultural marriage, and appeared on CCTV. You can find her writing in the Wall Street Journal, the Huffington Post, the anthologies "How Does One Dress to Buy Dragon Fruit." And unsavory elements and other publications. Jocelyn has blogged about topics such as being a Yang Shifu, the foreign wife of a Chinese man in China, interracial or cross-cultural relationships, including related stereotypes and racism, and books and authors that appeal to her readership. So yeah, in this episode、uh, of Date Night China, we discuss her experiences as a Yang Shifu, the foreign wife of a Chinese man, and being in a WWAM or WAM. Uh, relationship, which is Western women, Asian men. So enjoy. Welcome, Jocelyn. We are so excited to have you on Date Night China episode five today. Thank you for joining us. Yes,、yeah, thank you. Well, I'm really psyched to be here. So thank you so much for having me on. <sighs> yeah, thank you. So right now we're in Beijing, and、mm. Jocelyn, you are in Hangzhou right now, right? That's right. Awesome. So how about you tell us a little bit about yourself? Where are you、mm. from? How long have you been in China? Also, for our topic today, because you are married to a Chinese man, tell us a bit about how you and your husband June met and how long you've been together. Yeah, sure.、Um, right. So I'm originally from Cleveland, Ohio, in the U.S., and I've actually I've been in China for like over a decade. I first came to China actually in 1999. So I've I've seen a lot. I've seen a lot of change and.、Um, Yeah, my husband. It's interesting. I'm, I'm in Hangzhou here because this is actually where my husband and I met. You know, he's originally from Hangzhou, so this is his home area. And、uh, yeah, we met、um, many years ago. We were both colleagues at an internet company, and you know, he was kind of a, a translator, and I used to proofread his translations. And so we we got the opportunity to work together every now and then. And I guess we had like good chemistry, <laughs> both Ooh, on the job. Office and romance on, sounds and, like a nice little cute meet. Meet cute. cute. Yeah. Yeah. Meet cute. <laughs> cute meet. Meet cute. Cute. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, we um, well, we sort of met through a, a colleague too. She kind of uh, nudged us together. She invited us to her hometown, um, here in the in the province, and we we went there, and that's kind of the rest is history, so to speak. So, um, yeah, and then like coming back to Hanjo, like now we're in Hanjo, and it's kind of um, there's just so many good memories in the city, not just being my husband's hometown, but I can just think of like places. That uh, like you know where we had some of our first dates. We even like on like one of our our big like first date that kind of like sealed the relationship was like right next to the West Lake, you know, which is um, obviously like one of the top the or not if not I would wow. say the top attraction in Hanjo. And so we have like what we dub our own bench. Like that was where we had our first kiss, you know. And so there's been a few <laughs> times we even go back to this bench and we've gotten pictures by the bench and <laughs> so yeah. Cute. That's so romantic as well because Westlake is just a beautiful place in Hangzhou. You know, there's mm. all these famous Chinese phrases and sayings. That's really cute. Yeah, like um, I mean, actually, I'm a I'm a so I'm a snake in the Chinese zodiac, and I don't know if you you guys know that there's um a story associated with the Westlake. Have you ever heard about the White Snake? Are you familiar with that story? No, no. Oh wait, it does ring a bell, but. Um, I wouldn't be able to tell it no. Yeah, well, you know, um, anyway, it's it's kind of a there's there's a love story also within it. You know, like uh, this this uh, white snake who she she morphed into a human being and then she met this man. They fell in love. It was by the West Lake, and so my husband likes to joke. You know, I'm a snake, so he calls me the the white snake also <laughs> and he has like this snake nickname and pe it's like in my wechat and so you know chinese people always see the snake nickname and they think that that's my chinese name and i have to explain no 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 it's that's actually my my husband's nickname he gave to me and then i tell them the story behind it and they're like oh it's cute <laughs> mm. that's so cute oh you guys and how long have you been married and together like how how long were you dating and then when did you get married Okay, so, um, yeah, we, like, we're gonna be, yeah, so I'm gonna be giving away, but, you know, <laughs> this year will mark, um, 20 years that we've been together, like, as a couple. Wow. This year. And then we will have been married for, um, yeah, like, this year will, will be not, I mean, we're not quite, but it will be 18 years, like, this year, so. <sighs> wow. Congratulations. That's amazing. Mm. Wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. And I've loved, Jocelyn is an amazing, like, well, I just love your blog and everything. And I remember the first time I read any of your writing, it was in the Unsavory Elements book and Red Cublets was your article in there. And I was like, I don't think I put it together because later I met you here in Beijing and I was like, oh my gosh, that's Jocelyn. I, I've read her writing. I've read her blog. Like it was just an amazing thing because you have so much experience writing about your intercultural relationship with June um, and all that that goes into being a Western woman dating an Asian man. So to jump into this topic today, can you tell us what is a young Shifu? Because on your blog, you say you used to have kind of a segment, Ask the Young Shifu. So for our audience members who may not know what that is, what is a young Shifu? Mm. Basically, it's the, the term for a foreign daughter-in-law in, 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 in Chinese, you know, and so that's what we're often referred to as, you know, young Shifu. You know, there's also the other counterpart, which is young Shu. And that's for the men who are married to Chinese women. But for us, those of us that are married to Chinese men and Chinese, we're often called to, you know, yang shifu. Um, yeah. So, like, I mean, when I first came to China, um, 
I remember, you know, because it was there weren't a lot of like social you know media platforms and you just didn't have a lot of these opportunities to like meet other people in your tribe so to speak so it was kind of a um isolating experience you know at first like trying to meet people and then you, you, you and then you find like down the road you start realizing that the experiences that you have sometimes are just kind of like unique or you you experience things that maybe other people don't necessarily uh completely understand or you know, and and then it, so I started writing about it kind of as a way to just sort of like put things down and kind of work through it. And then gradually, like I through the writing, I started meeting other people and, and you know, kind of like, you know, being able to to make connections with people who could who could experience, who understood what, what was going on. And it's been great, you know, over the years as social media has, has gotten, you know, more networks and more. Uh, ways to connect. I mean, like now on, on WeChat, we have all these like networks, like different like WAM, you know, we call it Western women, Asian men, you know, all sorts of like WAM groups and, and ways to, to connect with other fellow WAMs. And that's, and it's been great because that it's like, I feel like, you know, initially when I was writing and there wasn't a lot of that. And now it's really great to see that there are these WAM networks and other, you know, like young Shifu can be supporting each other and helping each other. And that's, it's really gratifying to see that there, there's kind of like that, that momentum in that community, so to speak. But I mean, when I started doing this, there just wasn't a lot of it. And it's like, it's like, I remember when I was back way back then, it's like when you would meet a WAM, you know, when you meet another young Shifu, you just get so excited. You just, you just feel like you just want, oh, you know, <laughs> and I remember I just want to like take them aside and start asking all these questions. And I'm like, like I remember one time when my husband and I lived in in Shanghai. And I remember we went to the Shanghai Museum. Um, and then I remember like seeing a couple there. And this was again like you know not a lot of social media like era. And then I like I suddenly saw a wham couple and I wanted to run after them. You know, <laughs> like you know. And I'm like no no no. They're, they're gonna think I'm an idiot. They're gonna think I'm crazy. <laughs> so. That's hilarious. But it's so great. It's like a bonding experience right yeah. away that you're like they know what what my experience has been like or they can get it. Well, I wonder. Is is and is it important to have that identification, that community within, or that identification within the community, like the Wham, like name? Does that sort of help? You know, like the it's it's sort of like taking overship over like what you go through and what other couples similar to you go through. Um, what you mean just like being able to to kind of like put a name to like who we are and yeah. I mean, it's, it's it's certainly good to have a community. I mean, we you can come up with all kinds of names. I think I remember one woman came up with that. The the one woman, I think it was um, Amber Swift. Like, she's like that, uh, I don't know if you know her, she's like a singer-songwriter, and she's also had been in a Wham! relationship. And, um, yeah, she was the one that, I, I think she came up with the, the name, like, Wham!, um, but uh, I mean, there's been different names, it's, but it's good to have, I think, yeah, have a community and maybe have, have something that you can, some sort of moniker that you can put to it. And I mean, I know that some mm. girls even talked about, let's have a, a secret handshake or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Do you know, do you know the do you know the secret handshake? Well, I don't think she'd tell us right now. Would oh she? yeah, we can't. We can't know it. Because then you'll you know you'll try to infiltrate. And... 
the secret wham society mm. yeah that's that's really cool though to have that support in that community especially like you mentioned before it wasn't talked about as much or social media made it more like it's made it more accessible to meet other people in those kind of relationships um so what has your experience been like with being a young shifu and with june's parents especially in his culture um First of all, do you speak Chinese? And were his family like pretty accepting of you as a, a foreigner marrying into the family? Yeah, well, I mean, I think that with his parents, it, it was kind of pretty typical for a lot of us because I think you, we, for a lot of us, when we um, have to meet the parents, in his case, his parents weren't at the extreme end because there are some parents they'll actually just you know, I don't want my son to date a foreigner at all. And I actually dated a guy and I experienced that barrier and it actually ended up ending our relationships. So that happened to me once before. But with his parents, his father was like, you can be friends with a foreign girl, but not date her. Um, <laughs> so there was that. But I mean, the thing about June is that he's sort of a rebellious guy. And so, I mean, his parents might say a certain thing, but he might just kind of do what he wants anyway. Um, and his parents actually, I mean, are, are as I've come to learn over the years, are, are a lot more easygoing. Like you kind of get that, you, you have that stereotype of sort of the authoritarian, like Chinese parents and his parents aren't necessarily like that way at all. They're actually a lot more chill in certain ways than I think than a lot of Chinese parents. But um, like that was like the first thing I knew of his parents. I hadn't met them yet, but I mean, he went back home like when we after it was like a month or so after we started dating to kind of report to them about his new girlfriend and then that was like that was like the intel that they bought, brought back but he wasn't I was like really uh stressed by that because you know I'd had a relationship that you know that was that was it you know parents weren't on board and it was over but it was different with him because uh you know he he was you know he was very uh, dedicated to our relationship and it wasn't going to get in their way. Um, and so then later on, uh, you know, the coming Chinese New Year, he invited me to come home with him. And I was, of course, like, I mean, talk about like being stressed. I mean, it's like it's one thing to like meet the parents, but then you're like staying over at their house, you know, for like the <sighs> biggest holiday. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I remember asking all my friends like for for advice and you know they were you know telling me you, know, you need to buy gifts and i remember one of my friends taking me out to go gift shopping for the right gift for chinese new year what did you buy oh, i'm trying to think did i buy like i'm not sure if i bought i might have bought chinese uh, i might have bought american ginseng or something like that I think it was probably ginseng like you know one of these sort of like nutritious kind of uh nourishing uh, sort of things. Those are, those are really great for Chinese uh, Chinese New Year gifts. So I, I remember brought that. And then another one of my friends, she's like, you could maybe you could get some new clothes made. And I got one of those Tang, you know, those Tang Dynasty style uh, jackets, like um, made by a tailor. And I got a, a, a skirt to go with it. 
Um, so I got this really nice outfit, which which actually turned out to be a bad idea because I didn't realize that like out in the countryside, you know, like there's no heat out there and it's really cold. And so I like almost no chance to wear it, but I made this really nice outfit. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> it was just kind of funny. I think I wore it one day. It's a thought that counts. Yeah, I wore it like one day. I think I went down the stairs, wore the outfit, and then I'm like, it's cold. Then <laughs> I went back upstairs. <laughs> like, take your off. pictures now. Yeah. This is not happening. Yeah. Yeah. And um, you know, another interesting detail, too, about um, when I went to first visit his family is that, like, before I came, like, they didn't even have, like, indoor plumbing, like a toilet. And they actually built a toilet when they knew that I was coming. Like, they built a flush wow. toilet. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That is such an amazing welcome. Yeah. If that's not an acceptance into the family, I don't know what is. Yeah, I mean, nothing says hospitality like installing plumbing, you know? <laughs> I, I, I agree, I agree. Wow, I mean, it sounds like it like set up a really good first meeting then. Like, how did that go? Were well, they very welcoming? Could you could you speak I mean, with them? Yeah, I mean, I at the time, I, I was able to speak some Chinese. Like, I had a good foundation. So at, at the time when, like, June and I, we met, we were kind of, we had a pretty bilingual relationship. Because already, you know, he was a translator, um, and we were actually, like, working on translation. So we kind of had this, like, back and forth between English and Chinese. And and so I, I was, you know, I could speak with them in some Chinese. But, you know, of course, it was, like, it was nerve-wracking, you know, because you're staying with your like boyfriend's parents um, you know, in their house you know I mean you know it's already nerve-wracking when we're meeting the parents like in our own like re you know respective countries we have to just go over there but you're staying in their house you know <laughs> um I, I mean, like, I was, I remember being, like, so cold because there was no heat, but I was, like, I didn't want to complain about it, so I didn't say anything, and I got, I remember I caught cold. <laughs> but, yeah. Oh, no! Yeah. Um, but, like, one of the things that helped, it was, like, a couple days in, and I was, like, you know, his mom was kind of, I found this out later, I mean, obviously getting to know his mom, his mom's really sort of, um, she's a little bit more cautious around people. So she wasn't like, didn't warm up to me like, you know, really quickly, but like his dad's a little bit more, you know, easier to kind of, to kind of talk to if you're somebody new. And, um, I, I happened to bring some photographs and I remember, um, I, I'm not sure if it, how it came about that I brought out the photographs. I'm not sure if it was maybe my husband suggested but i took those photographs out and i tried to show them to his dad and his dad just kind of like enjoyed flipping through these photographs and there were photographs of you know um pictures from back in the u.s and my family and you know he it and, and it was just it, it opened up kind of um a conversation like it's just a brief conversation between us and really helped to break the ice and in fact it's one of the things now, like I tell people, if you're going to go home to like meet the parents for the first time, it's really great to bring photographs. And of course, digital photographs make it a lot easier. I had like a little photo book at the time when I first mm -hmm. went. Um, but that that was the thing that really helped. And um, and I also had met my my husband's um, like his his older eldest brother, too. And so that helped as well. Like his eldest brother, like liked me like before I actually went to, to meet his parents. So that was also a, a bit. Oh, nice. A bit so you, somebody you on your side. The, you might have done the groundwork a little bit. You yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah. So that, that was, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so it was, it was, it was a lot easier in that respect that I already had kind of a relative on our, on, on the side. And, um, 
and yeah, I mean, I feel in a lot of ways blessed that um, June's parents, again, they're, they're, they're pretty, they're more in a lot of ways compared to some parents, maybe a little bit more easygoing and a little bit more understanding. And actually his mom, you know, the funny thing is, I mean, for however cautious she was like that first time that we, we, we met, um, like I have like the best relationship with his mom now. And I mean, my husband kind of says that he thinks his mom likes me the best out of all the, the, the the (laughs) daughters-in-law. Like, cause like I, like his mom, she's like the most amazing cook. And so I always ask her like for tips on how to cook things. And so she's helped me, taught me how to cook a lot of great food. And, um, and she's so smart. Like she, she didn't get like, I think she only went through a few years in like of elementary school. So she didn't even like fully complete like her um, primary school education but she's so smart she's a really smart person and yeah i mean the Mm. cooking thing really brings us together because her food is so good and it's just a really great thing to you know learning how to make good food and sharing that kind of experience so that that's also something good like if you know something about like if i had known that about her maybe i would have spent more time in the kitchen and asked her more about like what she's cooking you know because i mean i love to cook in fact i mean this whole this holiday you know recently i've just been spending all these days at home like cooking great food that's like one of my favorite things to do is cook great food so so yeah oh wow you have that special like bonding through that kind of like love language of food and cooking together yes yeah yeah i mean not not initially but it it kind of built up over the years you know but 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 initially those photographs i think i felt like they really made a difference in kind of helping to break the ice a lot um so i i want (laughs) to i want to um so you know I've, i've read a lot of your articles and your website, speaking of China, is incredible. You have so many experiences you've shared about your in-laws mm-hmm. um, and being married with June. Um, and you also spoke about challenging moments as an expat living mm-hmm. abroad, but being married to somebody like a Chinese national. Um, and you wrote mm-hmm. about these the idea of like having these fabulously expat, like super sexy lives, you know, and there's kind of this mm-hmm. imagination, this idea of that, but the reality is quite different. I'd like to read this excerpt that you wrote so that we can kind of uh, share that with the audience first and then dive even mm-hmm. deeper about your thoughts about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so you said, before I met June, I imagined international love to be as sexy as a James Bond movie, where lovers went to Monte Carlo, to the Casbah, K- as easily as ordering a martini. But then I went to China and I was shaken and stirred by the reality there. Um, and I thought that was just That's such a great, great line. I That's know. Great. Wow. She's a great writer. Yeah. That was so good. <laughs> Thanks. Tell us more about that. Gosh, yeah, I feel well. You know that that line actually came from um, an essay I wrote a number of years back, like where I was kind of uh, I was rem- I was recalling um, the experience of um, you know it was just so heart wrenching when I realized how hard it was to bring my uh, you know now my husband, but at the time he was my boyfriend. You know, I wanted to, I wanted to do what everybody instinctively wants to do when you have somebody you love in your life, you're dating and you want to share this person you love with the people that you love back at home. You want to introduce them to your family, right? And so I was like, oh, I want to, I'm going to take June to the U.S., you know? And, you know, I, I said, let's, let's, let's have you apply for a a visa, you know, a, a visa, a tourist visa to go to the U.S. And, you know, denied, you know? And I mean, you know, it didn't, 
I, it was just, you know, you, you, I didn't know much about the um, applying for visas. And of course, I mean, nowadays with like social media and more networks, there's more information and people have more understanding. So I think nowadays, if I had been, you know, approaching it, I would have had a better understanding. I would have, I would have realized that <laughs> the perils in our situation, but I didn't know that. And, um, I mean, you know, it's like, yeah, you know, the, here, the, some some government official, somebody in this consulate, you know, who has like no interest in your family, could just decide whether or not you get to go back home to to see to see somebody. And you know, it sucks that that's the way things are, and then that's the way things are. And you know, it's not. It was really hard for. I mean, I remember I just. I like I cried for days. I, I think I remember I took a personal day off work <laughs> at the time, and um, I mean, obviously, eventually I, I I did. I was June and I we were able to to go to the U.S. Like I, um, he got a green card, and we we moved there. We lived there for a period of time before we we came back. Um, but but yeah, I mean, and and it, and I also hit. I also encountered those, those barriers too. Like I, there was a period of time when I was, um, I went to Taiwan. My, at the time, the company that I was employed with, they sent me to Taiwan and I, I wanted to, I thought, Oh, it'd be, be great if June could come. But you know, I mean, obviously, you know, the, the situation between, uh, you know, the mainland and Taiwan and, you know, it's, uh, it is what it is. And, um, yeah. I mean, and it was a contrast to one of my colleagues who um, he actually ended up an American colleague at the company. He ended up going to Taiwan as well. And his, you know, also American wife, you know, she she went to Taiwan several times to visit and they, they traveled around and it was just like, you know, and you can't, you know, that some of these things just um, they, they just aren't possible. And I mean, um and I've had, you know, other experiences too, as well in the U.S. I mean, even, even like applying for the green card and and and, uh, you know, having to learn all the the ins and outs of of the you know the immigration system of the visa or the U.S. and and, and dealing with that. And there are so many things that like we don't realize until we're on this other side. You know, like I, I mean, things I would not have known had I not married a foreigner and certainly somebody from China. I think, and I think even like if you're married to a foreigner, but you're talking about a different country, you know, like say if you're um, an American married to somebody in the UK, it's a completely different experience than mm. being. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, like, yeah, I, mean, like, we, I, don't, I don't think we'd have the same, we, we won't have those same issues, you know, and that's yeah. like something that you definitely yeah. take for granted, but going, yeah. going into that, when you think the first thing is your relationship and then, suddenly you've got to learn about all these things that you didn't right. know that were an issue uh, right. suddenly. So it must be, right. you know, to say it frustrating is probably an understatement. So I, I can see that. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there, there was actually a movie about, I don't know if you guys ever saw that movie, like, uh, like crazy. I think uh, it came out with Felicity um... Jones and um, it was like, I think it was like 2010 or 2011, but it was about like, we will oh, check it out. Yeah. You guys need to check it, it out. Yeah, it's is it an like Ameri- a rom-com. Uh, it is a rom-com, and it's about visa issues. It's a UK and um, American couple, but and I thought it's a really, really wonderful movie because they, you know they have mm. some some visa visa woes themselves. Although, kind of shame on them because one of them overstays, you know. But it's, it's <laughs> I always I I watched that movie. And I thought it was it was great. It was poignant. It was a really 
wonderfully done. But then I, I also thought, like, wouldn't it have the stakes have been much higher if they had taken a couple, like, you know, a, a Chinese and American? Yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah. Maybe, like, somebody that the barrier is they can't get the visa, you know, which is which is a reality for a lot of people. Um, and not even just, you know, couples who want to get tourist visas. You know, you, you just... Yeah, once you get into that visa world, the <laughs> you just sort of realize, and then and then the thing that that it, it's you know in the expat community you often hear expats and they 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 will you know kind of harumph and you know about all the the visa things that they have to the hoops they have to deal with in China, and I'm thinking guys, you just don't know how tough it can be in your own. Uh, like respective countries <laughs> you know if you guys knew yeah. maybe you wouldn't be complaining so much <laughs> i mean we know some people but uh, you know we know some couples here um regardless of where they're from but they will get married over here just to make life easier you know like it's more of a, yeah. a practical step isn't it legality know? wise just to make sure you can like own things together or if you're trying to get documents things like that they'll get married and they're yeah. like you know what it just will make life much easier yeah. yeah, yeah, it will. Yeah, it, yeah. it can. It does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so I also want to ask you about your segment on your blog. It was called Ask the Yang Shifu. And it was yeah. basically where you would kind of answer questions because people have so many questions, mm -hmm. I think, asking yeah. you about your personal experiences. And like you mentioned before, mm -hmm. maybe there wasn't so much information about it. And, yeah. you know, and because of your blog yeah. and, and everything, now they suddenly yeah. were able to talk to somebody directly. So tell yeah. us, what are some of those? How did you start that? Why did you start that? And what are some of the most popular questions that you would get from people? Yeah, I think um, I just started because people were asking me questions, you know, on the blog and in the comments. So I just felt like it might be a way to like a, a sort of like a space to kind of address some of those questions. And then that's it's just kind of how I I, I just started started doing that. And then I guess as far as like the questions that the kinds of questions that I often get you know, it's a lot of times it's just like, does he like me? People will send me, you know, sometimes their whole life, but sometimes it's really, really long ones. Da, 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 da. Do you, does he like me? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's an difference in like dating, even like I think Western women, yeah. I think there's a lot of Western women who are asking, does this Chinese guy like me? How do I tell yeah. he's, you know, right. more quiet? Does he like me back? Yeah. And, and, you know, I think too, like they often ask about cultural differences. I think that can be, it can be tricky, you know, like trying to like sort out, I think, culture versus personality, um, especially, I mean, when you're in a cross-cultural like dating sort of environment, because sometimes you don't know what's what it can be. It, it, it can also, I feel like it also makes us more vulnerable at the same time. Like I once, um, I wrote this um, piece in the blog a few years back about like whether or not like maybe... Uh, cross-cultural kind of relationships like ours like if we're no more vulnerable to like what's kind of what, what, I, what I termed like kind of a one-sided relationship you know and the, the, the kind of the idea like you know a one-sided relationship it's like you have one person who's kind of doing all the work to try to adjust you know to try to to to, to kind of you know, um, uh, yeah adjust themselves to kind of what's going on in the relationship and 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 
and sometimes they think, well, I need to do more. I need to do more because, you know, I'm not adjusted to the culture. But then they don't realize that, in fact, like what's going on is just this. You have you're dating somebody who's like a schmuck or, you know, she's not a nice person, <laughs> you know, and nothing and, to do with their culture. Um, They're just a jerk. Right. You don't real you don't realize that this person is, in fact, a jerk, but you just like attribute it to culture and you think, well, it's my problem. I need to do better or. Or, yeah. you know, I need to learn more. Um, I I actually like the first um, the first guy that I ever dated in China. Who, I mean, who was a, a Chinese guy. When I look back on it, like I feel like it was um, it was kind of a one sided relationship too. And I mean, there were there were good things. I mean, I do have good memories of the relationship, and maybe that's our our memories. We like to go <laughs> look back on things. We try to remember the positives, but um, you know he made things really difficult for me. I mean, he, um, he was kind of, uh, he had this, you know, I guess he was, he was just all about the UK. He wanted to go to the UK. He loved, adored, idolized the UK. And, you know, I mean, that's a problem for me. I'm an American, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I mean, it's like, it's well, not easy. if you guys would have let us invade and like keep the country, you know, back in the day, <laughs> none of these Boston Tea Party bullshit then uh, it would have been so much of a problem for you in my opinion but still bitter still bitter, bitter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so i mean he he expect he was all you know I'm, I'm gonna go to the uk to study and he never entertained the idea of going to the u.s and he wanted me to follow him and and it the onus was always on, on me to and i look back and i think well you know it shouldn't be all on one person a relationship and i think and interestingly, like if you like one-sided relationships, there's actually there's sort of like a book too about it. By I don't know if you've heard of Susan Bloomberg Kaysen, but she's also like a um, kind of part of the Wham community, and um, she was married to um, a Chinese man. She divorced him, and she wrote a memoir about it uh, called "Good Chinese Wife." and I mean, this, this it's really kind of a, a quintessential kind of one-sided relationship. And she always thought, you know, it was cultural difference and she had to do better. And it was only like later as she, you know, she began to realize no way, you know, this is personality and eventually, you know, yeah. Um, you can see why, so you could, I could see how like, you know, it's, it's quite a hard position to be in because like us being foreigners in another country, there's that willingness yeah. there, right? To, we want yeah. to assimilate. We want to learn about those cultures and because we've been uh -huh. surrounded by our own for, for so long, I guess it's harder than to know where the line is between um, yeah. really trying to learn somebody's culture and incorporate that yeah. into the relationship. And when you, and, and also knowing, well, what's, important about my culture that I need to hold on to and you need to know about you know mm. other than the the, yeah. the large stereotypical things mm. that, that it's, it's sort of you know understood but I think it was a great yeah. point you made though about the cultural thing versus a personality because I think um, yeah. especially coming to China there's so many stereotypes that go into relationships in general but especially yes. I think around the yeah. the Asian man and western female kind yeah. of relationship there are so many things yeah. I know you've talked about that a lot yeah. Um, in a lot of, of your writings as well. So can you kind of introduce what some of those stereotypes are? Because um, I know even being in China, a lot of Western women say, I don't date Chinese yeah. guys or Chinese guys are all like this or they're all like this. Yeah. 
I remember, yeah, when I first started, came to China, you know, in 1999, and then I was, I was dating somebody way back when, and uh, I remember even, I couldn't even talk about it with, like, the the other foreign teachers that were in the, the, the at the school I was at, you know, like, they, because I actually overheard them one day at the table, they were just saying, oh, you know, like something about how all Chinese men, they're just, none of them are attractive. Like somebody just like point blank said that, like there are no attractive Chinese men at all, you know? <laughs> and, and just, there was wow. just kind of this consensus, like, you know, oh, no, 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 you know, not, not none of them, you know? And then, and then like, and I think you remember if you read the, the essay that I wrote for Unsavory Elements, you know, and then there was a woman and she made this comment about how like, you know, how exciting it was for her to go back to the U.S. every time because she felt like, you know, when she was in the airport, she was surrounded by all these handsome men that she hadn't seen for so long, you know, in China. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> you know, <laughs> but, you know, but the thing is, too, I, I to be honest, I, I do actually under, understand that because, you know, the, the, the funny thing is, too, when I first came to China, you know, and it was just initially it was kind of just, I'm going to come to China and, you know, do a little traveling, see part of the world kind of thing. I, I didn't even, th I, I assumed I would stay single. You know, I had this, when I went to this, the, the, the program to, to teach over here, you know, this guy who had, who had been a te teacher previously in China, we had uh, we we got together over coffee, and he was telling me how about oh you know all the the woes that he had with students you know falling in love with him obviously female students and he's like oh but you don't have to worry about students falling in love with you, you know so right there it was like the 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 stereotypes right there you know like well you know it does Western women and Asian men don't really get together or you know. And even for me, like, I just assumed, well, I'd be going to China, you know, I'd like to do Tai Chi, so I'm going to learn some Tai Chi, maybe visit some Buddhist temples. It was, I mean, it was like, I was thinking about I was going to be a nun for a whole year, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and and, and, and I, 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 I asked myself, you know, it's like, why did I assume that? And I... I, and I think, you know, there's a lot of things. There's the, you know, the kind of media environment, the sort of cultural environment. We're, we're, we're kind of fed these ideas. We grew up with these ideas or even not even maybe just not necessarily directly, you know, uh, explicitly told that but you know just you know just through the sometimes the absence of seeing these images in the media you know whether that's uh tv or movies or or whatnot you know you just don't it's just it things are certainly getting better we're seeing you know there's there's certainly improvement in representation over the years but um it, you know it, it it's still, it's still just, um, we're, we still remain a, a small, like, there's not as definitely as many of us as our, as our other co counterparts. So I think there's still something to be said. There are still barriers that need to be broken <laughs> for sure along the way. Yeah, hundred so, percent. Yeah. Like you were saying, there's yeah. a very negative stereotype around Asian men, especially like in Hollywood and yeah. American movies and TV shows, you never see these yeah. kind of interracial yeah. couples and the men no. are always portrayed no. as like very effeminate or kind of weak. And right. um, there's a very right. negative idea around them. Like Long Duck Dong. I mean, that's the, uh, you know, yes. the quintessential, right? Yes. <laughs> the one of the one of the most cringeworthy ones, you know. I mean, yeah. 
you know, and, and it kind of terrible, right? And and but you know, recently, I mean, if it, it, you you might have seen the movie, you know, Crazy Rich Asians. I mean, that's just um, you know, yeah. you had this like coterie of just all these like really strong, really you know, handsome, really uh, incredible men, and not just like one. There were so many of different uh, amazing. <laughs> Asian men in that movie and so I think that was really great and also some amazing Asian women too and just I think on both sides that movie you know movies like that are are really are really a great way to help you know bust some of those stereotypes I mean obviously the movies can't do it alone but you know that's it's good when you have more of that representation out there for sure yeah Mm. 100% yeah I know Shang-Chi came out I know that was like kind of a really exciting like first Marvel yeah. like Asian um, man represented really in a main movie by himself. Mm-mm-mm. That actor is incredible. And actually um, that actor, Simu Liu, I know a number of us in the Wham community, I, like one girl, she wrote a whole article about how he was in this other uh, TV series called Kim's Convenience. I know there's a little bit of Wham action going on. She just like, she <laughs> really loved that TV series. Okay. <laughs> So if you want to get some uh, eye candy, then Kim's Convenience and uh, Shang-Chi. Gotcha. That's amazing. So, I mean, I guess yeah. when, when you and June, after you met and were kind of dating, were there some moments that you had that it was like, um, kind of what people wrote to you, like, does he like me back? Did he make the first move? Did you make the first move? Were there some cultural differences in how the dating courting went? Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, for sure, like, um, I mean, there was, things progressed pretty quickly with us, um, like, in a few weeks, but I think, the things that, like, stick out to me, like, cultural differences, one of the things that was really interesting, and we still joke about it, um, it's just, like, um, after we had, like, our big first date by the Westlake, and things were pretty, like, well settled, and we were very much happily coupled up, um, then I remember, you know, and I gave, I gave June a key to my apartment cause I really, you know, I wanted him to feel like he could come over Aww. anytime, you know, but like, we never had any conversation like, you know, let's move in, let's, you know, that sort of thing. And then like one day I come home and then there's like a bag and there's like a soccer ball <laughs> and these soccer <laughs> shoes. <laughs> So, like, she had, like, moved that, and that that was apparently all of his belongings. It was, like, one tiny little bag and the soccer ball, the soccer shoes. And so, like, he, like, he, like, totally moved in, like, just without, without talking Uh, about it. And what did you do? And I was, like, I was a little surprised, but, I mean, I was, I was totally head over heels in love with them. So I wasn't, it wasn't, like, something, like, I freaked out and, like, oh, like, you know, this is, I mean, I gave him the key, but I didn't think he was going to, like, you know. You're, like, I thought we would talk about this next step first. Right, right. So, like, you know, I mean, that's the thing, like, in his mind, everything was all settled. Our relationship was a settled thing. There was nothing else to discuss, like. You know, you're in when you're in, it means, you know, you move in, it means everything's on the table. But, you know, of course, in our culture, you know, like we're more, you know, we need to talk about things, we need to define the relationship, like, where are we? Like, there's none of that, you know, for, for him, you know, if, if you know, we're coupled up, 
we're a settled couple. Okay, that's it. That's yep. it. <laughs> you know? Let's go. Let's, yeah. let's move that's in. That's interesting. <laughs> we talked about this in episode two, actually. We had some some three Chinese women come on and they were talking about the, just some differences in culture and dating between China and even the West or the US. Mm-hmm. And just how like, mm-hmm. there was like, there's not this like really this dating phase. It's like, once you're no. together, no. you're together. No. And then you go on dates with yeah. your partner because you're already together. Like, yeah. there's, there's just not this yeah. in phase. You're it. Like, that's- right. Exactly. So that yeah. was, um, wow. <laughs> that's going to be a culture shock for a lot of people. Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I can still, that's amazing. So that was something. And, um, I mean, also like, you know, there, there are communication differences too, like how you express your affection. You know, a lot of things are just kind of unsaid, like you, you express it through your actions, right? Through the things you do, you know, you may not necessarily say, I love you. Or you might not say thank you as much. Like, I've sort of had to, like, train my husband, you know, June. Like, he sort of had to learn that I like to hear I love you. And we've gotten accustomed to to saying that. But it's not something that, you know, comes naturally, you know, just culturally. Because that's just not, you know. (laughs) His parents don't even say, nobody says I love you in his family. No, it's not a thing, really. No. Yeah, my, my university students and friends, they used to tell me, oh, my parents don't say I love you, like, then we were like, so yeah. how do they show their love? And they would like, they would ask me if I've eaten. They would remind me to wear a warm coat. They would, you know, tell me to take an umbrella, oh, yeah. like things like that. They yeah. were like, it was showing right. their love, but not verbally saying right. it. When we came back from Chinese New Year, June's mom packs, stuffs our car with like, you know, this ungodly amount of food, like more, like enough food <laughs> to feed an army. And I could send you guys a picture. So I've taken photographs of it. There's just like all this food, just like, you know, the whole kitchen is covered in food and you can't even stuff it into the freezer. And, you know, she makes a stack of like the, the fried flatbread and, you know, and, and, you know, this. Oh wow! Yeah, that is that is the love. That's where the love comes in. You know, from from it's not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just different ways of showing it, different love languages. Yeah. So that's that's something, and then I think also, um, and also just the way that we communicate too. Like I, I know, like when we started dating, like in the few early years of our relationship. We definitely had some, we would butt heads and and sometimes I would just, my temper would flare up because, you know, I would get frustrated and, you know, June wouldn't understand what I'm trying to say. And then, and then I get angry. And then, and then in his response, sometimes when I'm like being irate is just would be like to stonewall and like I need to talk things through but like he wouldn't that was just not like his way of like you know kind of dealing with things and so we kind of had to also like learn how to work through that and and kind of like our different communication styles which I think are also possibly based in 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 cultural tendencies as well um of course then food you know food there's also always you know food uh, just preferences which are, are cultural based like I mean like eating salad is not something that's like in the culture of China you know like eating, yeah they're like, like cold vegetables yeah there are, there are yeah I mean there are cold vegetables that people eat but like lettuce is like not one of them like his mom yeah. if, she, if she gets like lettuce she'll stir fry it you know <laughs> yeah. right that's what they do they stir fry the lettuce and I remember the first time I um, I introduced my husband to a salad. He thought he would get diarrhea from, from eating the lettuce. So. <laughs> <laughs>
He's like, what is this? Why are you giving this yeah. to me? Well, it's, good, it's good yeah. point is for people to understand, you know, <laughs> for the first dating, watch out for salad or yeah. vegan restaurants. Yeah. 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 Wow. So, well, yeah. That's... <laughs> yeah. It was, oh, my gosh. Well, our, our time is coming to a close soon. But, Jocelyn, it's been amazing having you on, and thank you for sharing. Mm. I feel like there's just so much more to unpack um and so many stories and experiences that you have so we definitely want to encourage our audiences to check out your blog speaking of china is that right that's right <sighs> okay is there any other things that you have any parting wisdom that you could give oh yeah any parting wisdom to anybody I, I think i think if there's any parting wisdom i would just say um i would stress the importance of communication you know being able to talk things through and sometimes um i, I feel like the the relationships that I know in, within the, the community of Yang Shifu that seem to do well are the ones where people can kind of, they can communicate and they, and they can help the, their other half to kind of understand sometimes some of the things that we don't necessarily talk about because they're culturally ingrained. Like we have to have those conversations sometimes to be able to explain, well, this is how I do it in my culture. And I know it's probably different from how you do it. And let's, let's see if we can work out a way so that we can both kind of, um, both kind of get to a point where we can communicate better. And, and besides that, I feel like it helps too. If you, if you do a few nice things, like, you know, give your partner a, a foot bath. That's always a good thing to do. Or if your partner likes, is, has a sweet tooth, like my husband, give him chocolates, you know? <laughs> it's always a winner. <laughs> that can always smooth over a lot of things. So it's, it's definitely worked for me. I had a period of time where I'd give my husband a chocolate, you know, and things were going good. Here, have a chocolate. <laughs> that's good. That's... I think I, 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 I've done that tactic before. I think. <laughs> yeah. And, and foot rubs. Yeah. And foot rubs. You yeah, do yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. But you do it yeah, for me as well. They, so, yeah. they, they work wonders. So <laughs> mm. it is, it is good. Yeah. Wow. Well, thank you so much, Jocelyn. We've enjoyed having you on. Yes. And thanks everybody for listening to this episode of Date Night China. Yeah. Thank you. So bye, Jocelyn. Bye. Bye bye.